All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gumball Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me tonight, none other than Podcast Brian. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Mark. You know what? Uh, Brian uh, Brian and I have hooked up because uh, I definitely want to talk to you about the rally, the uh, Integrity March, yep. the epic event that <laughs> rocked Ottawa. Right? Uh, Brian, unfortunately, couldn't be there. Uh, he uh, he was forced into a position where he was unable to make it. And I can tell you right now, you missed one hell of an event. Uh, it looked like it. The... Uh all the uh, internal uh, video, photography, and the, um, let's say, uh, allied coverage, friendly <laughs> coverage of it uh, was quite um, quite reasonable. Looks like it was a disciplined crowd, a, a responsible crowd, a respectful crowd mm-hmm. um, that just wanted their voices heard. And, um, you know, it looked like a great turnout. Uh, it was very interesting to see the first the media ignore it and then the media say well there was only about 800 I've been on social media <laughs> debating uh, some know nothings this morning about it well there was only 800 people there why do you people need assault rifles yada 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 uh, and it went on and on and uh, you know just trying to educate some people in a respectful manner and try and and any little bit of knowledge every single person you can turn um you know, and I don't expect people to uh, uh, jump into our camp. I think people need to understand that this affects them in the sense that um, private property is not being respected, that citizens who pay taxes and work hard and obey the law are being disrespected and disregarded and all for political um, maneuvering. And, and that's what's contemptible about the whole thing. So uh, it was really good to see uh, great work done by CCFR, NFA, CSSA, uh, you know, the Gun Vault, uh, many other organizations, gun clubs, individual members uh, for, for presenting a really disciplined and respectful, um, uh, you know, protest. And uh, certainly the government is aware that we're not happy. Uh, with things, and I hope a lot of other people will pay attention to it as well. Uh, it appears that most of the media coverage is not particularly friendly. Um, however, it was pointed out that it's a Canadian press um, article that was simply cut and pasted by all the different people, which basically said nobody from the organization spoke with us and there were 800 people and now let's go talk to Natalie Provost and uh, off to the anti-gun races they went. So, you know, we don't expect any uh, favorable coverage from them. That's fine. Uh, we're going to keep on getting the message out, staying positive. And uh, this is our battle, guys. This is the battle. Uh, this is where we become a country that has the right to own property and has the right to, at least in some sense, own some uh, half-decent firearms or we're Australia, New Zealand slash England, and 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 that's it. We're that's where we're at. Well, <clears throat> let me put the debate to rest now. Uh, anybody who wasn't there that isn't totally confident about saying how many people might have been at the rally, I, I can tell you right now that uh, I arrived fairly. Uh, fairly early. Uh, I watched the crowd grow. Uh, I certainly hopped in there and it was already in the thousands and I could tell you that uh, 
you know, Rod and Tracy were handing out wristbands, and they had 2,000, and they ran out pretty, pretty early on. <laughs> and uh, I've managed crowds before. I've been to nightclubs. I've been to concerts and events, and uh, I can gauge the size of a crowd uh, probably to within a few hundred ordinarily. And I can tell you that... Um, <clears throat> My my estimate was 3,800 to 4,000, but then again, I may have stopped paying attention uh, to the uh, to the crowd in its entirety. And so I, it's not out of the realm of possibilities when they talk about 5,000 plus that it is a completely accurate number. Uh, I can tell you for sure that it was uh, in excess of you know 3,000, and uh, it was. Hey, how you doing, buddy? All right, we have a late arrival. Our mystery guest is going to be uh, hanging out with us tonight. He uh, may or may not be participating. I know he's a little shy, so he probably uh, will sit on the sidelines for the duration of this podcast. Good to see you, though, buddy. Right on. Uh, But first of all, I got to hand it to Rod and Tracy. Um, Great job uh, organizing the event, working with the local police. Uh, the boys were great. The girls were great. Uh, everybody was well behaved. We were warned that there was uh, some potential trouble brewing, and that was something that uh, you know was said. And uh, of course, that's not that's not any of our group. And I've never seen a happier bunch of people protesting. To be perfectly honest, right, yeah. I, I really I really was kind of fascinated because it, it does fly in the face of everything that you might believe a protest to be. Um, you know, people are first you know disenchanted with this government and unhappy with uh, what they're putting forward, but I've never seen a group of people seem happier to be in the company of other good people. Like, that thats that was the general sensation I got throughout the day, was that, you know, here's this um, grouping of probably the most well-behaved, you know, respectful Canadians in the country, and we're here for protest. I had Kaim Farkas slap me on the back as we're marching, and he says, "He says I can't believe I'm protesting." <laughs> you know, wow. I never, I never thought I'd be protesting. Like this is cool, and so like it really was. It, the, the tone was fantastic. Uh, people. People were so well behaved, and then of course we stop in front of the CBC uh, offices, which are on the route that right. they've that they've planned out uh, a day in advance. You know, they did a walkthrough. Uh, they were working with the local authorities, who again were fantastic. But we stopped at the CBC building, and of course Rod uh, shouted through the microphone up to them. You know, like is anybody in there? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it was it was it was so fascinating to see this large group of thousands of people on such a hot topic. And uh, you know, like citizens' rights, like Canadians' rights, and to see the CBC, nobody, no, no news crews anywhere, and uh, it was really kind of disheartening to know that journalism is really that dead. That they would completely avoid probably one of the best uh, examples of a peaceful protest I've ever seen. Uh, well, they, they, you know, they clearly don't care about our issue, and every time they talk about it, they frame it in such a way uh, to set the attack up. And, you know, again, it's, um, it's much, it's much like any group of people who are undergoing persecution at any particular time. It, it, it actually reminds me um, of what uh, a lot of the uh, LGBTQ community went back through back in the 1960s and 70s when the media and the police and the government um, belittled, mocked, uh, and uh, humiliated 
groups of of men and women who uh, pursued their interests and their their activities and their relationships uh, behind closed doors, bathhouses, uh, these kinds of things in Toronto. And and you know there's a great deal of glee and joy and humiliations galore as they dragged these people out of their clubs and humiliated them and arrested them and 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 uh, denigrated them. And you know I I I would not. Uh, want to compare the incredible struggle that those brave people went through for their rights and their freedoms. But I will say there is a, a taste of it in our group. Um, as a group of people who just want to be left alone to carry on our activities, we're not hurting anyone. We just want to do our own thing. We don't want to lose our property. We don't want to have our, our privileges and our, and our rights abused. Um, and to be surrounded by a hostile government a hostile media. Um, I, I will say law enforcement's very sympathetic, but ultimately law enforcement will do as they're told. As government servants, they will enforce the law as directed. So I, I, I don't mean to criticize them in that sense, but the... the, the uh, I, I, I see the tone of the... I, I remember reading the old news articles and, and just thinking how hateful and mean they were to uh, to people from that community. And that same tone is out there today for gun owners. Uh, an absolute disrespect. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you hate guns with a passion and you have no sympathy for gun owners, stop and think about what it feels like to be a person who's done nothing wrong, who's followed all the rules who simply owns property and takes a great deal of joy and interest in in something they pursue. They hurt no one. Many people don't even hunt. They don't even hurt animals. They, 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 they poke holes in targets, and they, they enjoy their property. And to be belittled and humiliated and disregarded, and, you know, they're, they're hardworking, taxpaying Canadians uh, of all backgrounds. And to be thrown aside with such casual disregard is is incredibly un-Canadian. It's incredibly dismissive of civil and human rights. So you don't have to agree that guns are right. You don't have to agree that guns are a good or a bad thing or whatever. You should be concerned about how people who have done nothing wrong are being treated. They're being vilified. They're being marginalized. They're being broken into little groups and persecuted by a system. That should scare Everybody, I don't care if you hate guns. You may disagree passionately with me, but to see the way this group of people is being treated should concern every single Canadian in this country. I couldn't agree with you more. I uh, actually drew a comparison not that long ago. The whole defund the police movement uh, should give the law enforcement out there a little taste of what we've gone through. I know uh, as a former police officer that you can do everything right and still receive a great deal of criticism for the things that you do. Um, it's not an easy job. And every day, you know, the, uh, the hats you wear, the number of hats you wear, seems to increase. And in this current atmosphere, uh, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a police officer just coming into this today. Uh, although you may not know anything else, so I guess it might not be that big uh, big a deal. But <clears throat> ultimately, I, I worry about police feeling marginalized and law enforcement, you know, feeling like they've been cast aside. I, I know that the front lines work very hard, night and day, 
to keep that dividing line between uh, good people and bad, bad people, uh, you know, very clear. And to see law enforcement being subjected to some of the treatment that they're receiving, uh, there were a couple of officers that were shot sitting in their cruiser in the United States. And I mean, I, I, I mean, this this problem, uh, you know, with attacking police and mistreating the police, and then the idea that you would defund the police in the middle of some of the worst riots in Canadian history and American well, and, history. And, and you heard what happened at the hospital. Oh, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. So, yeah. so the protesters showed up at the hospital where the two critically injured officers who were fighting for their life. Again, these weren't people in the middle of an arrest or, you know, oppressing anyone. They were sitting in their car having a conversation or something. Someone walked up and, and, and mag dumped into them. And uh, both of them were severely injured. And they're at the hospital and there's a crowd of people outside screaming, we hope you die. We hope you die. Well, if that's the nature... If that's where we're at, yeah. if that's the level of civility we're at, don't be surprised if what you get in return is is a viciousness that you've never conceived. And, and, and here's what I want to say. We live in a Western democracy in Canada, in the United States, in Britain, and in a lot of Europe. We live in Western free democracies where... The civil and military forces are under the control of the political forces who answer to the people. If you push these services into a corner, they will either leave or they will turn on you. And if they turn on you, the people out there carrying on like a bunch of spoiled, moronic children are going to see a level of cruelty and agony they never thought possible. These are people to whom history is a movie. It isn't anything real. It doesn't have it doesn't have pain stimuli. It doesn't have smell. It doesn't have consequence that they have to go home with at the end of the day. And these people are going to find themselves involved in something that is so far outside their experience and their ability to cope with. I mean, geez, we have people going off work because they didn't like something one of their co-workers said. Imagine what happens when you push the police or the military or the government into a position where it's desperate and it has no other where, no other place to go. Um, and, and again, the concern for me is that simply most of these people are going to leave. They're going to leave the jobs, and I wouldn't blame them one bit. Because if that's the way the public are going to going to treat them, then the public can can go pound salt. You know, uh, on 9/11, many police officers from the NYPD and the Port Authority uh, were killed in in the World Trade Center, pulling people out, trying to save lives, along with firefighters and and uh, other uh, members of the professional organizations. And to the the rank disrespect and disregard for their service is. Uh, you know, and, and, and Mark, you know me. I'm, I'm not a bootlicker. I don't excuse improper behavior. I have an ambivalent relationship with law enforcement right now in regards to the way we're being treated about our firearms. And uh, to have the police turning on us, trying to get us disarmed, concerns me greatly. Um, but I respect the hell out of anyone who puts on a uniform, uh, takes an oath and signs on the dotted line and says, I'm willing to give my life to serve my community. And there's, there's nothing but respect for that. And the, these, these nobodies, these, these rank nothings 
that strut around in the street only as brave as they are recognizing that they live and behave in this manner in a civil society. If they tried that in any country that had any sense of the viciousness of which they're accusing our organizations, it would be, they'd be dead. They'd be dead. These people would be in jail cells. I'm not saying anyone would open fire on them. I'm saying they'd be arrested, they'd be dragged back in black vans, and they'd be in jail cells, and they'd probably all die from heart attacks or falling downstairs or any other uh, hundred different ways that people die in custody. And, you know, how how dare they? I mean, who do these people think they are? Well, you know, you got to wonder how many are paid. And then you also have to wonder how many are just easily misled people. Uh, and and a lot of them are both. Yeah. And the fact that if anyone can't see there's an agenda behind this and that there are people paying for this in order to put pressure on certain political foes, um, then you're just not paying attention because yeah. that is very clearly going on. So, you know, and again, that whole question needs to come out. And we'll see where that leads. But uh, it's, a, it's a very, very sad state of affairs. You know, I don't, uh, I don't take... You know, I don't think anyone should take uh, enjoyment out of somebody else's suffering or, or um, uh, you know, fight people fighting for their lives. I, you know, even even some of the most uh, horrific people in the world. I mean, they they set their own fates. But two police officers serving their community being shot in a car as they uh, as they do their normal patrol duties is uh, so far beyond acceptable. And then to have a crowd show up at the hospital chanting that and to have those people lying there in a coma, perhaps even hearing it through their windows, I find to be a level so distasteful to me that, um, you know, all I can say is karma comes around. And uh, those people, they're uh, a lot of those people, they're going to they're going to suffer. They're going to they're going to see some bad stuff come their way. Well, You know, it's really, it's really unfortunate. I mean, you could see things deteriorating in the United States. Um, you know, to some degree, we see, we see echoing of uh, some of the same sentiments up here in Canada. Yep. You know, uh, seeing, seeing defund the police written right out front of the uh, Toronto Police Service uh, headquarters. Oh, Hamilton as well. All right. And, and to see it, yeah, to see it in Hamilton, uh, although it didn't last very long in Hamilton. No, no, it came down pretty quick. Yeah. I think, I think, I think some officer who probably engaged in some career limiting activity decided that he was going to, uh, put forward that the paint used was not of an acceptable type <laughs> that would unsafe uh, that very would, unsafe that would create a slippery slippery uh, set of circumstances for vehicles on the road and that uh, that rain would represent an unhealthy traffic hazard and uh, so they had it removed well the ways and means act is, yeah. a, is a powerful tool and and I, <laughs> yeah well I've got I've got I've got to hand it uh, you know to that officer and or to the people that came up with that one good for you uh, I love the idea of the boys getting creative and girls as well uh, I had heard that the Hamilton Police Service uh, chief had indicated that, or had admitted that there was systemic racism within the Hamilton Police Service. That was a little disheartening, and I'll uh, I'll say right now on behalf of all the frontliners uh, that work uh, for the Hamilton Police Service, I don't see it. That's bullshit. 
I, I really don't. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't there uh, for the better part of 20 years uh, and witnessing, you know, acts of racism or systemic racism. Like, I mean, that, that is so far away from what they've got going on there now. And to hear the chief of police admitting that there was systemic racism, I just shook my head and said, what's going on? He's a, he's a politician. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and I, I would argue that his integrity uh, meter is, uh, is pretty low at this time. Um, people, are, people, are, people are fighting for their careers. They're fighting for their lives. Um, and it's, it's easier. The problem is, is that if 90 people are uh, reasonable, 10 are shrill and idiotic, but they get the attention of the media, then that's who people will lean towards. And unfortunately, that seems to be where we're at right now. It, not, not only in, in Canada or the U.S., but Western civilization is struggling right now. And I mean, we're, we're you know, we're, I hope we're not in the final days of the Roman Empire. You know, I, I, I'm hoping the barbarians aren't at the gates, but I, I'm not convinced they're not. And um, I, I don't know where things are going to lead. And I'm hoping there'll be uh, a governmental change in Canada. Uh, I'm hoping things sort themselves out in the United States. I I, I fear for our American neighbors because I don't think whichever way it goes, I don't think there's going to be a, a good turnout. If uh, if Trump wins the next election, I think the left is going to lose their minds. And if the left win the next election, I think... Um, Everybody's going to uh, realize it was rigged. <laughs> I, I think, well, and I think the concern too is... is what kind of havoc are they going to wreak upon everyone because they're suddenly going to start trying to change everything and and there's this huge push to turn the united states into a socialist paradise which you know smacks awfully close to communism and uh, I, I just I don't think that the United States is the place for that right now I still don't think that the majority of people believe in that and you know you, you're going to put people into a you're going to put people into a box where they have to make make hard decisions and there are a hell of a lot of veterans in the United States yes. a lot of combat yeah, veterans yes, who are very well equipped and you know if a, if a million man army of those people gets together I don't think anyone's going to tell Americans what to do anywhere about anything so you know it's it's going to be interesting and the other the other concern is that parts of the united states break off might break off from other parts of the united states because you know california is its own thing uh, oregon is its own thing you know uh, texas is is one thing but then austin is another uh, you know you've got big hunks of the united states that are completely different from the rest differently oriented from the rest of the country new york city is differently oriented from new york state Pennsylvania is right next to New York, but they're completely differently oriented. So, you know, who knows where where things are going to go? As as a very tiny nation living next to this behemoth, I think Canadians should be very careful about their glee at watching the Americans consume themselves because whatever happens there is coming here. You know, I I said it a long time ago. I think we're going to have front row seats for the greatest show on the planet. Uh, we live right below, or right above rather, the largest gun store in the world. And uh, right now, civil unrest seems to be the theme of the day. I'm, uh, I, I, too, am very concerned uh, about what's going on down there. Uh, I see the level of you know, resources and time and energy they're putting into uh, 
you know, much the same way we here in Canada are suffering through, you know, poor news coverage as gun owners, uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, he may be brash, he may be unpresidential in some ways, he tweets some things that, you know, make people cringe, I, I get it, uh, but ultimately I, I think that they're really spending a lot of time trying to make that guy look bad. And all I do is if you can't, I tell people, if you can't figure out whose side you want to be on, if you're not quite sure who to believe, look at who you don't like. And I'll tell you right now, uh, the Clintons and the Trudeaus and the Obamas of the world, they're all in cahoots together. The liberals, the Democrats, they like, I mean, they're using the same verbiage. they, they, They all gained a great deal of wealth from political power. Trump didn't. Nope. Trump was already wealthy. Nope. You know, but all, all those presidents got insanely wealthy off of political power. Obama, Hillary, you know, um, um, the Nancy Pelosi, yeah. uh, you know, uh, insider trading, all kinds of nonsense. You mean Nancy that doesn't uh, want any debates? Oh, my God. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't think we should have any debates. I'm thinking, oh, my God. There was a great <laughs> meme going around the other day. I had a picture of her, and it said, uh, um, the person third in line for the nuclear codes claims she was duped by a hair salon. <laughs> <laughs> Let that sink in. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, they, you don't need God. the Russians. You just need uh, cut and blow. You oh, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Democrats. It, what the hell? Well, you know, I, and, and of course, Joe Biden has, I, I think, now resurfaced out of his basement, and uh, he's not engaging in debates. I can see exactly why they would want to hide that guy. Uh, some of the things that he says. Oh, he's, he's <laughs> you know, I, I feel bad for the guy because he's, he's not in good shape. He's not no. in a good place, and, and he's being trotted out as this uh, this holy grail of, of the only chance they've got to beat Trump. And, you know, the reality is... Um, He's he's not all there. He's not been a good politician his whole career. Uh, he's been just a, a, a backbench lackey, and uh, you know now he's this big thing. And I mean, it's been he, the, the guy can't come up with an original thought. He's been caught so many times plagiarizing other people's ideas. Most lately, Jack Layton. He, he his most late yeah his latest speech. Uh, he uh, a couple of things were from the. Um, you know, love not hate speech uh, that oh. Jack Layton gave before oh, he died. Oh yeah, no, no, he's a <laughs> plagiarist because he oh. doesn't have an original idea in his friggin' head. He's, you know, he's a he's a creepy. You know, uh, I'm not, you know what? I'm not, no, no, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going to go there. It's it's just uh, you know whatever. Uh, Donald Trump, he's he's brash. He's got a horrible. Uh, I have an American friend. He, he said to me, you know, Donald Trump has never made a good speech in his entire life. But all his policies have been very good for the United States, and that's why I will vote for him. And I thought, you know, what else? What else can you say? And I would submit to you that when ninety-five percent of the media is telling you to believe something, which is that Donald Trump is a bad man, I start to question. Mm-hmm. You know, when ninety-five percent of the media says there's nothing going on at Chernobyl, I would start to question that. I would be like, "Well, wait a minute. What's the other five percent saying?" You know, so they they can they can launch their attacks and their whatever. You know, ultimately, American politics—they're uh, interesting, they're fascinating, and they do affect us in a roundabout way. But the reality is, is we got our own clown show going on up here. I mean, the, the, our freaking country is a gong show right now. You know, the the mob is running our country. The you know. Justin Justin Lebrano is uh, is friggin he's 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 friggin you know 
Yeah, lazy. It, uh, honestly, well, the whole the whole idea that they could be embroiled in a scandal and suddenly pull the plug and not have not have everybody lose their fucking minds is is beyond me. I, well, he's, he's he's richy rich. I mean, he's he's walking around the friggin' treasury, you know, dancing around on our money. Not like we have any. I mean, all we have is zeros and dots, you know, uh, in uh, on a on a on a spreadsheet in the red. It's all we've got left is credit. But you know, yeah, you know, yeah, why not? I'll build a new mansion here, and I'll hire a company to build kumquats. You know, you yeah. know. Well, let's get uh, you know whatever, whatever you know, whatever the the cause du jour is. We'll uh, we'll jump on that bandwagon, and we'll throw money at it, and people will vote for me. Hey, let's have a universal uh, income. I'll pay everyone, you know, twenty five hundred dollars a month to stay home and vote for me. What a piece of shit. Yep. What a piece of guard. I'd yeah. like to see some, you know what? Do you remember the Praetorian Guard yeah. in 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 yes, in, in the Roman Empire? You know, why doesn't one of his guys drag him out by the hair <laughs> and say, "You're over. You're done. Leave." Kick him in the butt down the stairs, tell him to leave or he's done. You know, like it's outrageous. It's it's unbelievable. I, Unanswerable. I, he doesn't answer to anybody. He's not going to parliament. The parliament can fuck off. You know, the <laughs> minister, the minister of justice is interfering in court cases mm-hmm. so to, to get favorable turnouts you for their that? friends. Oh, it's disgusting. Raj Gruel got we, hit with we, a fraud uh, Raj, overcharge. Yeah, fraud. Yeah. They're stealing money so they can fucking, you know, so they can friggin' uh, 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 bet it at... at uh, casinos like, like our country is a banana republic right now we are a banana republic is there, is there one anybody with their nose in the air looking down at the united states because we have free health care cuba has for free friggin' health care big big deal yeah. you have free health it's not free we're destitute because of it and we're even more destitute you know, like it's just ridiculous. It's it's definitely got out of hand. I'm really looking forward to hearing the throne speech. I imagine it's just going to be. I, I I imagine Justin Trudeau doing that whole you know boats and hoes thing where oh he's just God. fanning money at people. Right. Like I mean, it's it's so obvious I'm on he's a trying boat, to motherfucker. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's just throwing money at everything that moves. It's like if you can't see it for the vote buying nonsense that it is. I mean, it's really really sad. And I'm and I want to believe that people will see through it. I want to believe that people aren't so, so, you know, greedy and so, so worried about money. You know, well, I, I, I will say that at, even the CBC and the CTV, Global News, you know, all these, the star, even they're starting to question. Really? Ah, uh, yeah, a little bit, a, a little, little bit. bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're not doing anything nice for the, for the conservatives, but, you know, they're not going to shine sunshine on a on a guy who's carrying on the way this guy is and, and you know we're at a very critical juncture and the fact of the matter is is this government needs to go and it needs to go like soon like like yesterday yeah. like last week they yeah. need to go and you know I'm not sure we're going to be able to have a fair election. I'm not convinced there isn't going to be interference and nonsense. And, you know, I, I trust uh, Elections Canada as far as I can throw them. Um, the whole the whole bunch of them are all in cahoots uh, with the with the liberals. But um, let, let's just hope that Canadians will come out in enough numbers to throw these people to the curb. And at least we can sort of get on with 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 something else, because this is ridiculous. You know, in my mind, I wonder if they did manage to... Uh, 
contaminate the integrity of the vote. And if they screwed up the entire electoral process to the point where they, you know, obviously rigged it. And I, I could just see this government looking at the people and saying, you know what, we've investigated ourselves. We haven't done anything wrong and we're going to move forward. Right? Like even if in the face of overwhelming evidence saying that there was some form of, uh, you know, vote fraud, uh, it would it would probably go unchallenged. Like, I mean, it doesn't seem to be anything. And that, you know what the answer to that is? Yeah, no, it's really... John unfair. has a long mustache. <laughs> John has a long mustache. The chair is against the wall. <laughs> the chair is, is against, against the wall. <laughs> oh. if, if any of you recognize that, uh, it's, a, it's a movie reference. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you figure it out. We're not going to give the answer away. All right. So and, 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 and let's, let's head back to the, uh, the protest, uh, the Integrity March. Great event, uh, fantastic turnout. Uh, the people were incredible. Uh, saw a lot of old friends, met uh, met a lot of new ones, and uh, certainly uh, to everybody that approached me and uh, and thanked me, uh, I could tell you that uh, it was really flattering uh, to spend time with all of you. Uh, I wish I could have spent more. Uh, I wanted to cover the event and at the same time uh, participate, and I didn't want anybody to feel like I was moving on too quickly, but I really do appreciate uh, everybody that uh, took the time to uh, grab me. Uh, met, met, met some great kids. Uh, you know, again, I saw, saw Kripnadian, this, this guy, you got to see this guy. So he's, uh, he's involved in <clears throat> law enforcement. He's built like a brick house. Uh, I, I posted a video of him shooting with his shirt off. <laughs> and, and the 7.5% of our female viewership lost their minds, <laughs> lost their minds nice. to, to all the husbands out there that had to put up with uh, your wives and girlfriends uh, suddenly having an enormous interest in the page. I apologize. <laughs> he has that impact on women. Anyway, it uh, it was it was really great. Uh, again, you know, to see so many friendly faces. Um, you know, Brass was there. Uh, you know, met met this uh, couple of guys, uh, a pair of brothers. You know, fantastic. Uh, one kid, one kid told me that he had bought a Tac 12 because he saw it on the page and he fucking loves it. And I looked at him and I was like, "Is it, is it eating everything?" And he goes, "Everything I feed it." And you know, <laughs> like, and you could just see the enthusiasm on this kid's face. And and of course, you know, all the conversations I had uh, with people regarding you know uh, turning this thing around. And, and this is this was just one great step. Uh, you know, the the morale was very high. Yeah. And uh, I think I think it probably recharged a lot of people. Uh, you know, I like many probably thought that there was always the possibility that, you know, a couple of dozen people might show up and I could be out there walking by myself, but uh, seeing thousands of people. Well, yeah, and, and the thing is, Mark, I mean, I mean, Parliament is has stepped down right now. So, you know, if Parliament had been in session and, you know, I think I think you might have seen double that number. Oh, yeah. out and, and, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do another one another time when there's more people, you know, uh, there to hear, hear. But the reality is, We've done what we can do. We, we, we've launched a legal challenge. We're working to get the government changed to a more responsible government. And uh, we've registered our displeasure with a public display of responsible, disciplined um, uh, protest. Now we just we just have to wait. You know, we're, we're, we we got to keep the work going. But, you know, the reality is, is this is out of our hands. I think, I think education is our... Uh 
<clears throat> greatest tool in all this. I oh, really we need to get everyone out shooting. We need to get everybody out but shooting. But it's tough to tell people how great AR-15s are when you can't use them. Exactly. Right? Well, you know, uh, I, I, I will say I will say this, that I think uh, I've never seen the firearm community uh, more cohesive, more enthusiastic, uh, more upbeat than I did uh, that day on Parliament Hill. And looking at those beautiful buildings... You know, that gorgeous stonework. You know, I, I studied art in university, and uh, architecture was a component. And I can tell you that every one of those shady politicians in there should be absolutely ashamed of themselves for soiling that hollowed ground. Because you know what? You could tell the minute you're up there, you're in a very special place. Yep. And to know that the people... Peace, the Peace Tower, the sacrifice that that rec- uh, represents. The memo- you know, you know the, mon- the monuments that are there, the statues. I saw, I heard, saw Bob Zimmer was marching with mm-hmm. the group. That's, that's great. You know, uh, again, you know, there, uh, there was no trouble. Uh, shit. I don't even think that we left a candy wrapper. No, I, I looked no. at I looked at that field afterwards, and I thought to myself, you know what? What a good bunch of people. Yep. Like they they cleaned up after themselves. They self police. You know, like yes. any to anybody watching. Uh, no wonder the CBC doesn't want to cover it. We we looked exactly the way I feel we do in in my mind, which is a great group of responsible, respectful, good Canadians. You know, who just feel like they're, like as you said, uh, not being heard and being uh, dismissed, and uh, certainly their rights. And that was uh, that was the phrase that kept on coming up while we were marching. Whose rights? No, our, that's great. Our and, rights. And, and, you know, and we're, we'll we'll see where things lead. It's it's a waiting game now. Um, again, I, I'm hoping that our answer will come from governmental change. And uh, I have to say, I've been very impressed with Aaron O'Toole. Uh, he was not my choice, but uh, for the most part, he has uh, he has parsed a very responsible line between conservatism and recognizing that he needs votes from the mainstream Canadian political body. So, you know... For conservatives who are concerned about some of the things that he has has said, that's fine. Um, remember that ultimately we're all trying to respect everyone else's rights. And so Aaron O'Toole needs votes from people who don't vote conservative. And he's not going to get those votes by towing a hard right line and telling people that they're going to lose their rights and privileges. So I don't expect him to come down with a hard line on a lot of social issues because it doesn't make any sense. We need a government that is fiscally responsible and is tolerant of everyone and inclusive of everyone and diverse and all the things that Canada is. And if they'll let me have my firearms and recognize my rights, then I'm perfectly happy to let other people have their rights and privileges and to be tolerant of their interests and their rights as long as they don't impact me. That's what Aaron O'Toole is trying to do right now. So let's support him. Let's get his message out. Let's get the guy elected. And let's end this nightmare that is C-71. Well said. This is why I bring you on the show. (laughs) 
Well, folks, uh, I can tell you that if you missed out, <clears throat> if there's another one, don't. It was uh, really a fantastic event. Hats off to Tracy and Rod for running a great one. All the people involved, uh, the CCFR team, uh, you know, I saw Coat of Arms there, a number of other great people, uh, you know, that I'm not going to go through all the names for fear that I'll miss somebody, but I can tell you right now, uh, there definitely is a large, growing group of people out there uh, that believe that it's important that we maintain our rights as Canadian citizens. Brian, and on that note... We're going to call it a night. Thank you so much for being here. All right, thanks for having me, Mark. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.